You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. And as become a tradition, Wednesday at noon, Mark Schofield and I get together and we chat all things NFL. And today's is going to have a little bit different feel because Mark just re- recently released a mock draft. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to try to predict everything right, but it, it just spurns a lot of good conversation. Mark, how are you? And please tell everyone what your criteria was for the draft. I mean, a lot of people do it through their eyes or what they think are going to happen. You know, I mean, there's different right. ways of doing them. I'm doing well, buddy. I, I will say at the outset, if you hear what sounds to be crashing around me or behind me, fear not, listener. Everything's okay. Getting a new roof put in today, so there oh. might be some bad and some clanking, but I'm not under assault or anything like that. So don't think the house is getting invaded or anything like that. But as far as this mock, and it's and it's good to sort of put it out there. Like this is more of a predictive mock. This is not a this is what I would do. Although you'll there will be a couple of picks where that might sort of bleed in a bit. But this is more of sort of what I think is going to happen. But as with all mocks, I think it's better to look at it in terms of more the position rather than the player because on the outside look at in like if you know like oh i think a team's going to draft a defensive tackle we might say oh this guy's a great fit but the, the team might itself and matt you know this better than anybody might view it a little bit differently and might say no this guy's a better fit and so keep in mind the position and sort of how the board sort of plays out and again this is mine and it's probably going to be completely wrong but it, like matt said it's good discussion yeah i mean nobody cares if it's right or wrong i mean we're not trying to you get 32 out of 32 or anything like that. But I do think it brings up a lot of good topics. Boy, you think he could fall that far? Or, man, maybe what if they try to go this direction? Or, boy, they're in a right. bind there. Maybe they trade out. You know, those type of things. Let's, if you're comfortable with this, if not, just chime in. I think we should almost skip the top two. You yeah. got Murray going to the Cardinals, both of the Niners. I think yep. that's pretty much set in stone. And, and I, I think so, Right too. moves. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Three is interesting to me. I mean, the Jets, and I'm going to probably throw a different spin at you that maybe you didn't hear, but I do think the Jets will be open for business to trade out. I don't know that anyone would trade up for a quarterback there. I don't know what to believe with Haskins right now. Um, But you have Josh Allen going three and Quinn and Williams going four. And if I'm the Raiders, I would call the Jets and say, what do you need to swap? Because I want to really be sure I get Quinn and Williams because that's not the slightest knock on Josh Allen. Sure. He'd be a great consolation prize, but if I'm the Raiders, I want my Geno Atkins. I really want to get Williams and I would like to move up to three. I got some extra picks. Let's swap. Yeah. And I think the jets are the team to watch at three for like probably the first trade of the night, if not this pre-draft time period. Now, remember last year, they went up from 6-2-3 to get a quarterback. Now, mm-hmm. they got their quarterback. They're at three. Now, they're the team that needs to move back. They don't have a ton of picks. They don't have a second-round pick, for example. And so I'm sure they would love to trade back. If they do, Oakland makes some sense. If you buy into some of the Daniel Jones talk, what we've seen on the timeline, whether it's Greg Gabriel Jim Nagy, Matt Miller, and others saying, oh, a team, if they love Daniel Jones, they might have to go up and get him. Wow. He won't be there at 6 or 17. You, know, you maybe the Giants. Say, about that. Yeah, right? I mean, look, yeah. look, let's just say Daniel Jones barely makes it into the first round in this mock that I do. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I feel, and I know we're on the same page. But if the NFL feels differently, if the NFL does like this kid, 
you know, maybe the Giants want to go up and make sure they get him. You know, I think the Jets would look to get out. And so I think in all likelihood, you know, that trade would get done. But if they sit there, I think Allen does make some sense for them, in which case what Quinn Williams does fall to Oakland at four. You know, they get their guy. Which is awesome. I mean, he might be yeah. the best player in the draft. Um, yeah. I, I do think that – I agree with you, though, that standing pat, I think the Jets take Allen over Williams. And then five gets interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Before that, though, yeah. it, if it does fall this way and Williams is at four, that might be the second year in a row where arguably the best football player, all-around player – falls because we saw last year nelson the guard mm-hmm. a lot of people said he might have been the best all-around football player in this draft and because of other positional needs i mean the two positions of need it seems for every team are a guy that can throw the football and a guy that can tackle the guy that's throwing the football right yep. it just seems like it and so if you're not at one of those two positions if you're like a offensive lineman or you know a versatile defensive tackle you might fall and then that brings us to five, and I like what you did here, and before you, I didn't expect you to do it because I was going to throw a curveball at you and say, what if the Bucks take Ed Oliver? And I do think there's a drop-off out of the top four, that five is not a real enviable position to be in this year, unless somebody comes calling for Haskins or wants to get ahead of Gi- the Giants for Jones or whatever. Um, but I like the Oliver pick a lot. I mean, disruptive interior player, great athlete. McCoy's future is a little up in the air. I think that's what I would do, too. Yeah, I mean, and everybody's saying Devin White at five, right? Yeah. Everybody said, oh, you lose a linebacker, you go get a linebacker. But they have others. Vita Vey, Vita, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they, they sign, you know, what, Deontay Buchanan, who can do some linebacker stuff with them. They've obviously got Levante David. They can piece together some linebackers. Vita Vey looked a little bit better near the end of last year, but they need a guy to put him with. They need a runner made for him. And with Jared McCoy seemingly on the block, Oliver, I think, is a fantastic fit for them. And he, you, like you said, Matt, that disruptive guy up front, he could do a couple of different things. And look, Lance Zerline said he's athletic enough he could even test him at linebacker. Uh-huh. He could, You could do a lot with this guy. I mean, I could see him lining up on the edge at times in some passing situations. So, yeah, I think this would make sense. Yeah, yeah I could see him and McCoy and Vea on the field together at times. Yeah, I mean, they could do – they could have a bunch of different packages, you know, and – that's the thing in the NFL now where you get rotational guys, edge guys, you kick them inside, guys that are athletic, you put them on the outside at times, you move people around. That gives them a lot of options up front. The Giants, I'm actually writing an article about the Giants. I've talked about them a lot. That I, I think it'll be a massive mistake if they don't come out of this draft with a quarterback, whether it's Rosen right. or one of the top the guys, Greer or better, you know, one of those type of guys. And you have him taking Rashawn Gary at six, which I could absolutely see happening, but I would crucify him for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I, look, I did a quick little like video gift thread last night on Twitter you know, using like Game of Thrones gifts saying like, okay. oh, here's sort of some expectations on the draft. And when I when I I did a couple when I said, you know, the entire timeline when the Giants are on the clock at six and seventeen, and it's that you know nothing Jon Snow moment because everybody's expecting the Giants to screw this up. And I'm with you. They need to address quarterback. I mean, I'm doing a series over PF Weekly going division by division, team by team, looking at their entirety of the quarterback situation. Spurred by the discussion we had last week about the the Panthers and the Falcons and how their backup spots are bad. Mm-hmm. The Giants got to fix quarterback now. They can't wait. They can't kick this down the road any longer. I think they need to get a guy. But Gettleman's even saying, look, Eli could be it in 2020. And so 
They'll go in two different directions at 6 and 17. If they go to a different position, I think Gary makes some sense. They obviously need to get a guy that can do some stuff up front for them, some pass rush and stuff. I think they'll like his athleticism. But I really would rather them, you know, if it were a what what I do type of mock, they're either drafting Haskins here or they're, they have already traded for Rosen with 6 or 17 or a second-round pick or whatever. Yes, and I'm not saying that it, if they don't take a quarterback at 6, I'm going to kill them because – they have other options. I mean, they can certainly land one at 17. They can use a second-round pick. Frankly, you and I, I think, share the same brain that I'd be calling the Colts about Brissett. I don't think that's yeah. on the table, but I'd love that move. Um, so there's other options than using six. But Gary, to me, at six is way too early for this player, for one thing. And then what about the theory, though, that, okay, we love Daniel Jones, and we're, we're planning on taking him at 17. Well, if you do, just take him at six. I mean, it's not what yeah, I would do, but I what's mean, the difference? Get your that, guy. That makes absolutely no sense. And I get why you're asking me that because that seems to be, the, oh, they'll, they'll get a position of need at six and then mm-hmm. get their guy at 17. If he's your guy, get him. I mean, if like, Quinn and Williams were sitting there, okay. But Gary's yeah. not a great enough defensive prospect for me to say, well, maybe I hope to get my guy right. at 17. Know what I mean? Right. No. I mean, and it's such a big position. You know, you've got to get the quarterback to figure it out. If you're just going to leave it up to chance, like who is your guy at 17, maybe he'll be there or maybe you have to trade up. Just draft him at six and make sure you get him. Mm-hmm. Like, people will kill you. And you shouldn't take yeah. Jones at six, but at least you got your guy. You had some conviction right. about it. I yeah. could understand that logic. Um, quick break. As I thought, this is going slower than expected, but yeah. that's why I did it. And maybe we won't get through 32, but we will be back here in a moment. Jags at seven to me are very interesting because... I think they're one of the first teams here, Jacksonville, Detroit, Buffalo, Denver, Cincinnati, Green Bay, that could go tight end. That could go Hawkinson, and I would have no problem with it. Frankly, that's what I would do right now at seven. But a tackle makes a lot of sense. Andre Dillard. I also think Jamar Taylor could be in play there, possibly. Yeah, I mean, what was interesting, you know, we did that mock draft amongst the locked-on hosts, and at seven, the Jags guy went Hawkinson, and I do think Mm -hmm. that would make some sense. You know, if they don't do that, I think the tackle would make sense. You know, we know how confident it it is. He's going to old-school approach to it. I think if they go tackle, I think Dillard makes some sense because of the zone blocking scheme we think Flip's going to bring there. Um, But either him or, or Taylor would make sense if they go tackle. I love Hawkinson. I'm praying he falls to New England at 32 somehow. Oh, no falls way. to a spot where New England would go up and get him. But if 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 Jacksonville goes hawk goes hawk there, that would make sense too. Yeah, yeah, and I think he will fall somewhere from seven to twelve. Um, the Lions. I know they signed Jesse James, but trust me, that's not enough to deter me from going tight end. But I got no problem at all with Montez Sweat. You know, pair him with Flowers. Yeah. It's a pretty nice tandem. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. There, there's a rumbling out of the Detroit area. Some Detroit writers are saying, oh, maybe Brian Burns might be a better fit, the more sort of athletic guy. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be sweat here. Yeah, I got no qualms with that at all. The Bills, you have taking Taylor. I, I The Bills to, are weird. They are weird. Because I talked to Joe Marino a week or so ago, who also does Locked on Bills, and he's really once like a Christian Wilkins, you know, and I, yeah. and I can understand that. Um, a lot of people haven't tied into Metcalf or their tight end situations. Terrible right now. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, they could go a number of different right. directions. I mean, any of those picks I think would make some sense. I think they go tackle to make sure, look, I know they've added some pieces in the offensive line. You know, they had Adrian Waddle, for example, he's a swing tackle type. You know, I, I think they want to make sure that 
we've got enough bodies now. We'll be able to figure out our starting five up front so we can protect Josh Allen. I think that's sort of job one. And Taylor, many people have him as offensive tackle one in this class. And so getting him at nine, I think, would be a smart move for them. Yeah, and they did go out and get a lot of offensive linemen and yeah. spent a lot of money on offensive line. But Mitch Morse is the only one I look at and say, I know that yeah. guy's a better than average starter. Right. And, and outside of that, you've still got questions. And so I, I do think you want to make sure. Now, maybe it's a situation where they feel comfortable enough they could do it a little bit later and at least get, you know, maybe a, a sharpen the kid from Northern Illinois or, or somebody like that and mm-hmm. say, okay, we can still piece it together. But I still come back to the idea that you want to make sure. I know you want to get some weapons and you can get wide receiver deep, tight end. It is a deep class. You know, maybe pa- passing on a Hawkins, it would hurt. But I think you want to make sure you can protect Josh Allen first. Yeah, I, I certainly get that. And clearly the job, number one job this offseason was making Allen's life easier. Speaking of young quarterbacks, you got Denver taking Locke, Bengals taking Haskins. I'm sure Cincinnati fans would love that. Um, I have no problem with that. I do think both these guys go in the top 10, top 15 neighborhood. I think, you know, they might not go to the Giants, but somehow they will get picked. My only qualm is my hunch is Elway's seat is a little warm and he might take a guy like White or Hawkinson, you know, a win-now guy. Yeah, that's a very good point, Matt, because – his track record on quarterbacks isn't that great. I mean, you could say, look, he's been drafted late, so the, the, the Paxton Lynch pick made some sense when they did it. Signed Osweiler, right. maybe that made some sense. I mean, okay, you know, drafting Osweiler when they did. They're defendable do, moves. They're defendable moves. Right. But And, you know, acquiring Flacco at least gives you a window, right? You figure you could at least get a year or two out of him. Maybe it's not the Joe Flacco of old, but you can probably win some games. You get some help on either side of the ball. You can make a run in the AFC West, maybe get a wild card spot or stuff. We expect Kansas City to be very good. So I could see them going in a different direction. Hawkinson would look great. And look, if nothing else, we know Joe Flacco loves throwing to his tight ends. We expect that offense to look like that Kubiak-type offense. A lot of outside zone, a lot of boot action backside off of it, throwing that crosser to the tight end. Hawkinson would look good coming across the middle on that shallow crosser with Flacco thrown to him. I mean, that could really work for them. Yeah, and I think the Bengals would run to the podium on Haskins. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, they, I really hope they are smart and do this. Now, maybe they go linebacker. A lot of people have said Devin Bush here, but mm-hmm. you get a chance. You get the young coach. Now you get the quarterback. You let them develop together. I think it makes a ton of sense. Right. I mean, if, if a guy like Haskins is there, I think that's a slam yeah. dunk. But I do. I could certainly see Bush or White ending up there, or maybe a tackle. You know, a guy like Jamal, Jamar Taylor. Um, Packers do finally. Hawkinson goes off the board. Uh, they should be thrilled with that. I think. Oh yeah, that's a run to the podium type thing. Like, yeah. If yeah. he's there, go get him. Everybody expects them not to get you know Hawkinson there. So maybe they get Fant at thirty, at thirty when they pick again when they have the two first rounders. But if it falls this way, get your top guy. DK Metcalf isn't my favorite receiver no. in this draft, but I could see that being a possibility if Hawkinson's not there too. Yeah, I mean, I think that could work. It's a weird wide receiver year. It it's is. it's kind of been that way the past couple of years where there's not really a clear-cut one, and all these guys are coming out with like incomplete route trees, and so you're really looking more at the scheme fit than anything else. It's just a weird wide receiver season. It is. You have the Dolphins taking Jonah Williams. Great. I mean, I really hope yeah. they add a quality offensive lineman. I would wait a year for quarterback if I'm Miami. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're picking 13th and not 2nd. 
But even if Locke's there or Haskins, maybe Haskins I'd take, but I think you got to work on that offensive line, and Williams yeah. is an easy one. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. I, they seem to be waiting on quarterback anyway, so just push it down the road. You're not going to be competitive this year anyway, so unless a guy falls to you, start building from the inside out, from the ground up. Yeah, they need to go brick by brick, and an offensive yeah. line is a good place to start. I really like the Falcons pick of Christian Wilkins. I think they could bounce back big this year. He'd be an yeah. instant contributor, a little different than the defensive tackles they have. Yeah. Um, value, need. I mean, that's a great pick for me. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that one too. And that's one of those situations similar to the, the Tampa Bay pick. You know, pairing some guys on the interior. Jarrett, you're more of your nose tackle, you know, one technique type guy. Now you get Wilkins more of a three technique. They've got different skill sets that would work well together. I think they could be right back in the mix of things if with that kind of pick. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, after them, we have the Redskins taking Metcalf. Fine. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if it's not a quarterback, then you, a big receiver's great. I got no qualms with that either. They could go other directions, but they got to work on the passing game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got to figure that out. And and part of what I put in there was the expectation here is they get a deal done for Rosen, maybe second round pick or something like that. Now you get in some help. Mm-hmm. And I think Rosen and Metcalf, not a bad sort of haul for Washington if that's what they come out of the first two rounds with. If they have to give up a second for Rosen and they get Metcalf, I mean, I'm okay with it. This is, again, another bad quarterback situation because we don't think Smith is going to come back. Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, they're both on one-year deals. Like oh, If Smith is truly done, like they got to figure out quarterback. And so whether it's Rosen or maybe a Greer in the second round or maybe a quarterback here at 15 if they can't get Rosen done, they got to do that. And then weapons in the pass game. Yeah, man. Hand the ball to Geis and Peterson, and hopefully yep. the offensive line actually stays healthy. And you know, uh, not a bad landing spot for a quarterback. Um, Panthers go edge with Burns again. Uh, I think that edge player or maybe an offensive lineman, but edge is ideally what they need. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's a, it's a trench type pick either way. Mm-hmm. You know, if one of the top tackles, maybe Taylor falls to them or Williams, you know, Williams might be an interesting one for them because he has a little bit of versatility in his background, and they're still piecing together what their offensive line might look up. They might need a left tackle or a right tackle. They don't know yet, so I think Williams might make some sense for them if he's there. Otherwise, you know, Farrell the edge from Clemson or Burns yeah. as the guy at the pick here. One of those spots makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Devin Bush goes to the Giants. We already had the quarterback conversation yep. with them. In a vacuum, 17 Bush Giants makes perfect sense to me. Maybe he's the longtime leader of that defense. They need that kind of quarterback on defense, too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got some holes. I mean, obviously, quarterback is one, but they got some defensive holes, too. And so if they go two different non-quarterback spots at 6 and 17, I, I think these picks would work for them. Yes, I do, too. Um, at 18, I'm going to actually jump ahead here a little bit. At 18, the Vikings are going O-line, but the Texans at 23 are also going O-line. And I really think that those are like the biggest slam dunks of the draft. Like, uh, you have the Vikings taking Ford. You have um, Houston taking Risner. um, Just take the best offensive lineman available. I think those are like Like, the easiest picks in in a mock. Easy. Like, I will be stunned if they go different directions, both of these teams, other than offensive line. I mean, Vikings have some serious issues. Texans have yet to be able to protect Deshaun Watson. They seem to be sort of squandering that window they've got here. They've got to lock that down and protect them. And so, yeah, I mean, those teams got to go offensive line. The Titans at 19 – they certainly could go edge, like if Burns yep. were there, if he were to fall. But uh, uh, this situation to me is getting me receiver speed. And I think that's a sneaky spot for Marquise Brown to go. I would love that, that landing work. spot. Um, if Metcalf would happen to last, 
I think Hakeem Butler is the best receiver in this draft, but he's not exactly a speed demon. But Noah Fant is a speed demon for tight end. Yeah. And I like that, man. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, that could work. Again, Delaney Walker's got some injury issues, and so you could put him in there. You could pair him with Juno Smith. You could do a lot of things. We know they love multiple tight end packages, you know. So if he's there, I think it makes some sense. But some of those wide receivers would work, too. Yeah. Uh, another quick break, and then we will come back with my Stullers at 20. All right. I'm going to have a little qualms with this. I know why you went with Greedy Williams. And going into the draft process, I thought he'd be like a top five type corner before I really dug into him. Um, I just think they would prefer Murphy. Yeah. And I know they'd love Bush to fall to them, and they didn't in this case. Um, and personally, I would strongly consider Hakeem Butler. I think Hakeem Butler's... I don't know if we've had this conversation, but I think he's the best receiver in this draft. Almost, by, I'm ready to say by a long shot. I'm that high on him. So Wow. And, I mean, we could get to him in a second. Yeah, yeah. The, the Steelers is one, Matt. I'll tell you, I, I went back and forth a bunch of different times on this one, mostly between Williams and Murphy. You know, I did think wide receiver. Um, but, I, you know, I came down to it. And I look at they're going to want – I think they'll like his length and athleticism. Yeah. Um, you know, but Murphy would make some sense too. I like Murphy. I think he might even be – he's the smarter corner. Let's put it that way. He's more zone-oriented. That's why yeah, I more of a zone too. guy. That might make Better some tackler. sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's been weird because, you know, for so often they were a spot drop and cover three team. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them sort of try to get away from that a little bit. I, I don't know. Now you're talking me out of Murphy here. You're talking <laughs> me into but I think quarter would make some sense. Obviously, look, if one of the linebackers falls, they run to the podium. Oh, I think so, too. I, and I also am pretty confident that I, I'm kind of on, out on an island on the receiver thing with Butler. I just like him so much. But they'll get a second or third round receiver and turn him into a good player. They always do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Adderley to the Seahawks, Earl Thomas is gone, uh, Legion of Boom, great player, yep. again, perfect sense to me, um, Butler to the Ravens, that's exactly where I don't want to see him go, Right. from right. a Steeler perspective, from a fantasy perspective, from the, you know, poor guy, that's the worst landing spot in the world for my favorite receiver to go, but boy, they should run the podium to me if that's the yeah. way it shakes and- out. Think about his game. You know, one of the things he does extremely well is to win at the catch point, to make those contested catches. And one of the areas Lamar Jackson struggles right now is accuracy. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, Butler, I could just see him bailing Lamar Jackson out three, four times a game next year. If they throw to the wide receivers three, four times a game. Yeah. Maybe this is Henry. I mean, their receiver situation is really, really bad. They need to draft too early. Um, Their offensive line could also use them more. Yeah. Speaking of that, we talked about Texans. They went O-line. Boom. Love it. Raiders at 24, Josh Jacobs. I do think he's going to be a first-rounder. I love him. Um, Lynch is still roaming out there. They signed Crowell, but I think this is a great landing spot for him. I, I, I'm in fall, very much in favor of this. And yeah, I, I mean, because like he's so good in the pass game, too. Yeah. You know how Gruden loves to use his receivers in the passing, his running backs in the pass game, the West Coast stuff. I think this marriage makes a, you know, makes sense from the scheme fit, the value. I know people say, oh, drafted a running back in the first round, but he's not just a two-down back. He's no. not just a third-down back. He's an every-down back in the NFL, and it can work. Yeah, and I think he would be, you know, uh, really help that offense. That offense can be really darn good if that's a move yeah. they make. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, uh, Gardner Johnson, the safety from Florida. I do think this is a neighborhood, we just talked about Adderley, where we're going to see you know, a group of four or five safeties falling in some order to a lot of different teams. And this is a fine one with me too. 
Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're going to need a safety. You know, Thornhill might make some sense. Jonathan Abram, you know, he's more of a box type guy. But, you know, those are the other safeties I think we're going to see in this range as well. I just think that, look, you, he's got a versatile background to him. Played down in the box last year. Two years ago, he's a deep safety. I think Schwartz could do some fun things with him. Yeah, I also like the Tillery pick to the Colts. The, the folks at Pro Football Focus are really behind him as like a top 10 type player. I can understand why length, pass rush, has some Chris Jones-like qualities. Uh, the Colts could use that. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, they're in a very good spot of this they draft are. because they've got some holes but not a lot, and they've got a lot of room to play with it. So I, th- I think Perrin, you know, you know, getting Tillery in makes it go up, you know, sense you put him with Hunt. Again, similar to some of the other discussions we've had, we talk about Perrin, runner mates, whether it's interior de- defensive tackles or safeties, this is a good sort of pair to put in the interior. It is, and just in one year, all of a sudden, I hated how they were built to how I'm really in- impressed with how they're built. I mean, they, they, have, they were really in a good spot. Raiders do take Murphy. I, I think a corner here makes a ton of sense. Um, one little thing, that, one little nugget is I kind of like them taking Simmons here and just sit on him for a oh. year. You know? Yeah, Simmons is the name that once you get into this range, you're talking about teams that don't have a ton of needs. Mm-hmm. Like even, you know, up next, the Chargers are 28. Right. Like, they could do Simmons, New England at 32, maybe even the Rams if you can't get something done with Sue. So, you know, yeah, I did The Raiders aren't in a win-now mode either, though. You right. Know, like where yeah. those guys need instant help. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Simmons would make some sense. But so does a corner. I mean, they yeah. absolutely need to leave this draft with a, a highly drafted corner. Uh, you mentioned the Chargers, Dexter Lawrence. Uh, I think I'm cool with that. I could see him also being a Patriot. Um, I would probably lean O-line if I were the Chargers, a little more than D-line, guard, right tackle. But right. Lawrence here is a great fit. Yeah. No, I, I think, again, you talk about pairing some guys. You get Lawrence, a guy that plays more of a shade technique in a four-man front. You know, he's good against the run. They were pretty good against the run last year, but the fit works. Yeah, it does. As does Farrell to the Chiefs. You know, they're going more 4-3. That's much more his role. You know, the, their edge pass rush is gone all of a sudden. They need to find it. I think they'd be thrilled if he fell to 29. Oh, I mean, run to the podium type thing. The guy that mm-hmm. fits what your 4-3 your is going to look like. And again, 4-3, four, 3-4, three, three, four, the distinction's kind of out the window. But right. you got a guy that's going to play in the edge in a four-man front, which you're going to be playing most of the time anyway. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And a pretty safe prospect that should help you now, too. You're a contender. Yep. Uh, we had the safety conversation, Thornhill to the Packers here. Again, I have no qualms with that fit at all. I do think that these versatile safeties will start falling around this neighborhood. This makes sense to me, too. Yeah, I mean, you have Amos, but he's the down-in-the-box guy. Thornhill, converted corner, ball hawking ability in the middle of the field, can do some coverage stuff. I think that'd be a nice little one-two punch at the safety spot for the Packers. Yeah, and I've been harping all along Rams' interior line they can get Bradbury here like oh, you yeah. have, that's great. And it very well could happen. That's a run to the podium one, too. I mean, I, yep. I think that's ideal for them. I mean, they've got two huge needs, right? Potentially replacing Sue because they can't come to a deal on him. Mm-hmm. And now they need a center. Well, they fill one right here with this, the best center in the class, the Remington Trophy winner. Like, yeah, why not? Ideal. Right. Fits scheme and plug and play. I mean, I love it. Uh, oh, we have a trade at the end of the we first do. round. We have the first trade of the year. The Giants swap with your Patriots and come up and get Daniel Jones. Yeah, and <laughs> part of this is I think Patriots fans are just – we're all expecting Belichick to do what he does and look at the board at 32 and say, you know what? 
I'm not just I'm just not taking first round value on any of these guys. Mm-hmm. So he's going to trade out. That I can list ten names that would probably all be the same for the Patriots here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you know he would trade out, and then who, a team that wants a quarterback that we've talked about already that needs to figure out quarterback. Now they get him at thirty two, and this is sort of a situation where if Daniel Jones is there at thirty two and the Giants think he's still their best graded quarterback left, go get him and get that fifth year option. Like I think that sure. would make sense. I think I mean, we even talked to him at seven. I mean, yeah, not that you and I would take him at seven, but if you right, love him, take him. Yeah. So if, if he's there at 32, you know, dark horse thing would be would the Patriots draft him at 32? Would yeah, they I was draft kind of him too. Right. And, you know, maybe they would because I think there are some elements of what he does that the Patriots would like. Some of the short area accuracy and some of the athleticism, I think they can make that work. But I think when push comes to shove, they'd rather say, okay, well, give us your second rounder and like a day, you know, a day three pick, figure out whatever the terms are. Now we'll, look at a situation where the Patriots would have three picks in the second, three picks in the third, kind of in that meat of the draft where it's that like 40 to 80 type range yeah. where you could really do some stuff. Yeah. And they're not first round cap hits and yep. maybe Will Greer ends up in new England or, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot yeah. of, they could do a lot of different stuff. And get... then the giants get their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And I think every, everybody I'm sure would be happy, right? Giants get Gary Bush and Jones in the first round. I think, you, I think they'd probably that take hard. that right now. Right. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden. Yeah. I, I like it. Dude, this was fun. Again, we kind of rushed through these, but it was good conversation. I uh, love the way you, you looked at it. I was, I was hoping that we would uh, fight a little bit more on them, but we agreed a little bit too much. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's life. Just it. You know? we, that's, that's, I mean, you know, a lot of these, again, like the, the needs and the fits and the positions make some sense. And we can quibble like we did you know, with the Steelers. Maybe they would go Murphy. Maybe he makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But the positions, I think, are kind of – I don't want to say locked in. There are some teams like we talked about with the Packers early or maybe the Titans where they could go a couple of different positions. But most of these teams, like we've kind of identified the needs that they have. Now it's just can they identify the player that best fits those needs? Yeah, and I didn't see a lot of reaches or anything here too. Like, right. boy, that guy should have went 20 picks later and took him just because of need. Um, folks, I will be back tomorrow as usual with Mike Sando. And that is a wrap. Over and out.